Our scripture this morning comes from Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. So hear now the word of God. So then, putting away all falsehood, let us all speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands, so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander together with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. The word of the Lord. Middle school was hard enough to navigate. Amongst all the changes going on in her life, it wasn't just the normal things that many of us have experienced as we go on into junior high, the the changing of elementary school and when you are in one class and the safety of one teacher all day long and you kind of work your way up the ranks to where you're the big kids on campus to then being the bottom of the totem pole once again and having to switch around classes. And then all the physical changes going on as you enter into adolescence and the things that are happening in your mind and in your body and your your hormones and chemicals that you can't control. It was all enough. But on top of that, she had to struggle with the fact that her friends were changing what they were interested in. Her friends were changing what they're interested in, not not the cartoons and the things that they once were interested in, but all of her friends seemed to all of a sudden overnight get smartphones. And they all were signing up for Snapchat or TikTok or whatever new hip thing is cool with kids these days. And her parents didn't let her have a phone. Her parents didn't let her get on social media and they were afraid of what kind of world she might encounter if she got into that type of behavior. But she felt jealous. She felt like she was missing out on something, something that everybody else was participating in that she had no knowledge of and she couldn't participate in. She felt like an outsider when in a time when it's already easy to feel so much like an outsider in middle school. And then the day came, her birthday, and her parents gave her a present, a smartphone. And they allowed her to sign up for her first social media account. And she thought a lot about what would be her first post? What would she put out there to the world for the very first thing as she enters into this unknown place that she's never been able to participate in before? She thought really hard about it and she planned it out and she even took a selfie, a picture that she meticulously curated. I mean, she actually took probably like 30 or 40, but she picked the one, the perfect one to put online. Oh, in the feeling, the feeling of gratitude, of validation when she got that first like that first thumbs up on that picture or whatever it was, that first validation for her being. And then a comment came in. Oh, you're so wonderful. Welcome to the world of social media. Her friends encouraging her. But then came the first negative comment. 
The first comment that said, trying too hard much, loser. No matter how many likes she got, no matter how many, how many encouragements and how much, how much good, positive things she got in those comments, that one comment cut too deep. None of the rest could heal it enough. Comments kept rolling in, and it, the, the positive comments far outweighed the negative comments. But the negative comments were still there. Too much makeup. What's wrong with your face? Along with all else that she had to go through in the midst of the biggest change in her life, she's entered into a world of incredible cynicism, negativity, and criticism. He was a man who thought he had everything under control. Thought he knew what the world was about, and then something happened to him. Something happened to him that completely changed his perspective. A friend of his, a dear friend of his whom he loved, had an experience that shattered his own worldview. Before that, he was the type of person that would have gone on to social media and would have defended like crazy his own personal views and thoughts. And yet, this experience of someone whom he loved made him completely question everything he took for granted and his thoughts before. And so he wanted to share his new perspective. He wanted to share what he had learned through this personal experience with someone who he loved. And so he went on Facebook and he posted a comment about this new experience, this new perspective that his eyes were being opened to for the first time. And then it happened. Somebody arrogantly comments on his post with their own viewpoint. Next thing he knows, there's people chiming in on his post that he's never even heard of. They're going back and forth, and his entire comment section has become an argument over political views which he was never espousing in the first place. And so he deleted the entire post and swore off social media. These stories probably resonate with you in some way or another. Because if you spent any time in the online world, you've seen something similar to that happen either in your own life or to people you know. One of my mentors and friends in his, in his early 80s, when I was working in Santa Barbara as a youth minister, he joined Facebook and then he quit promptly like a couple of weeks later. And when I asked him why, he said, I love my friends too much. And what I saw of them online made me think less of them. <laughs> Wisdom. Wisdom. So he quit. The online world can be a harsh, harsh place. A place where we experience the unadulterated negativity and, and anger and frustration in the minds of those around us that, that once was cloaked with, with what was required of us, civility, when we were together, somehow became open to the world in the anonymity of being able to just post online. I used to 
have our youth, as we, I took youth to retreats in all of my career in youth ministry, memorize this verse. And this was kind of the verse that we would make uh, the, the key verse of the retreat every single time. Why? Because we were trying to build a community of youth who were encouraging each other and loving each other. And so we would memorize this. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. Or as in the ESV, uh, where I memorized it, said, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only that which is useful for the building up of others. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. The final thing I think we need to look at and we need to talk about when we talk about our presence online and our social nature in this new technological age is to look at the change that it seemed to bring about in many of us where we feel like we have the freedom to say things or to post things online that we would never do in person. And where we end up having painful situations happen in relationships because of our behavior online. And we need to be reminded, once again, that there's principles in scriptures that calls us to how we use our words and our speech towards others. And we have to be careful. We have to make sure that even our online presence, even when somebody's doing something that is detestable, and we want to say, we just want to fight back and just, on a post response back to them, that we need to make sure we remember, let no evil talk come from our mouths, but only that which is useful for building up. This rule applies even in our online behavior. Of course, I think it's not just um, good enough to just quit social media, to disengage completely. I mean, I, I don't blame you if you do, because I've pretty much disengaged myself from most social media on a regular basis. But I think that when we do that, we leave uh, potential for an encouraging and positive involvement in the online community, in the social world of our technological age. And so sometimes we might need to reconsider and we might need to look at how we can not just pull away, but how we can be intentionally encouraging and supporting in these online communities. Stacy and I, when we were just newly married, were back visiting some friends uh, in, um, from the Bay Area, and we were in Southern California, or Southern uh, Sacramento for a little while, and we went into a blockbuster to rent a movie, and the guy sitting behind the rental desk looked at me and he said, hey, you're, you, you went to Florin High School, didn't you? I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. And you, were, you graduated in the class of 2000, didn't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, I did. Did you go to Florence? Yeah, I did. I was a couple of years behind you. I graduated in 2002. Oh, you did? Really? Uh, who would you hang out with? What friends did you have? Oh, well, you wouldn't know any of them. What do you mean I wouldn't know any of them? Well, you wouldn't know any of them. No, I mean, who do you hang out with? I might know some of the same connections. No, no I was the kid who sat at the table about three tables away from your group of friends. And you guys used to pick the tomatoes out of your salad every single day and throw them at us. Now, let me tell you, I never once threw a tomato. But one of my best friends used to do this almost daily. He hated tomatoes. And he was kind of an angry, bitter guy. 
and he would take these tomatoes and he would throw them at a group of immigrant students that didn't speak English very well. Every single day that he did it, I would turn to him and I would admonish him. I would get angry with him for doing this. I hated that he did this. But it wasn't good enough. Three years later, I'm sitting in a blockbuster and that kid associates that behavior with who? Me. Because all I did was sit there and tell my friend not to do it. Instead of going and trying to heal the damage that he was doing at the other table. And so since then, since I had this experience, I've taught youth over and over again this story. And I I would say, stop being a tomato chucker or stop associating with tomato chuckers. Instead, go to those who get the tomatoes thrown at them and befriend them. Show them your love. Show them grace. Show them mercy. Show them hope because they're, they're, you're probably, your group is probably not the only one teasing and making fun of them. I think in our online behavior, we have to learn this same kind of attitude. It's not just good enough for us to disengage. It's not just good enough for us to unfollow somebody when they're being hateful or angry or mean. And it's not good enough to be angry or mean back, to fight back at them. That's not fruitful either. But it is good for us to choose to be positive towards those whom they might be attacking. For us to offer a hand of friendship to those who seem to be being torn down the most. For us to be grace-filled, loving, encouraging, and supporting of those whom others are beating on. So that we won't get lumped in with the tomato chuckers on Facebook. Ephesians goes on and says, Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander together with all malice. I don't know about you, but oftentimes when I react in anger towards other, when I'm acting out in ways that are bitterness and wrath and, and wrangling and slander and malice, that usually there's something going on and wrong in my heart. Usually there's some wound that I haven't worked on myself that I'm acting out of in fear and in, in pain that is in my own heart. And so I think we can even go another step further. We can look at those who we disdain, who we think are the tomato chuckers, are the people who are beating on others, and we can have empathy and compassion for the victimizers. Understanding that at some point they were probably a scared little kid who was victimized themselves, and they grew a defense mechanism of being a bully so that others couldn't have that control over them that they felt when they were the victim. It's just a matter of twisting our perspective. And recognizing that all of us are human beings, messed up from the sin of this world and our own sin, and we are all trying to somehow live this life and wander through this journey in unique ways. And if we all gained a little bit of perspective to understand where our own heart is coming from when we act in these ways and where other people's hearts are coming from when we see them act in these ways, we might begin to see people through the lens of Jesus Christ. 
we might begin to instead fighting with people online and becoming bullies ourselves, but instead listening to the words of Paul when he says, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Ultimately, what lies at the heart of this kind of behavior online, this kind of attitude we're talking about this morning, is you recognizing the depth to which you have been forgiven by God. The depth of grace and mercy that you have, been, have received from him in a friendship with him. And then applying even just a minuscule amount of that to those around you. And you begin to see people through a different lens. Treat people in a different way. Love like Jesus loves. Encourage like Jesus encourages. Speak and act like Jesus does. No matter where it is, in real life or online. Seeking ways to bring hope and healing, grace, mercy, forgiveness to all those you encounter so that they would know Jesus. But as you go, remember that your words have an impact. And others around you who you associate, their words have an impact. And so choose instead to not be negative, to be cynical, to be critical, to pass rumors that you don't know any of the truth of, but instead to speak truth, to speak mercy, to speak grace, to speak love, to build up those who are around you.